Welcome to the Why Don't You Say Something podcast, where we're doing exactly that, saying something about the online coaching, course industry, and spiritual world, because we're all wondering what the F is going on. I'm your host, Eva Collins, a former health coach, yoga and spiritual teacher, and business mindset coach. Yikes. (laughs) I love to keep it real, so P.S. be careful of your kiddos' ears when playing this podcast. I love to hear what you have to say and get your feedback and personal experiences. So you can find me on Instagram at why don't you say something? Let's dive in. Hello, today on the podcast, we have the amazing Shireen Sun. We dive into so many cool things on this episode, creativity, business, coaching, Uh, what in the world, how do you decolonize yourself from the coaching industry? So many cool projects and passions that Shireen has, and I'm really excited for you to listen to this podcast. I want you to be able to find them on Instagram and TikTok as you're listening. So their handle is Radiant Wild Heart, all together one word, at Radiant Wild Heart. Let me read a more official bio and tell you a little bit more about them, and then we'll dive in and you can listen. So Shireen's son, they, them, they're an artist, an author, an educator who specializes in creativity and self-actualization. They uh, teach people to express themselves with confidence and authenticity and help people live their creative missions. I love this part. You'll hear more about that. Uh, by guiding them to create educational programming that are as impactful as they are unique. Uh, Shireen's love for creativity and desire to help the most marginalized youth led them to earn a master's in urban education with advanced specializations in the visual arts. Shireen specializes in helping BIPOC and LGBTQ plus folks neurodivergent folks, and anyone else who has always felt different, create spaces where they belong. So, so much to dive into, but I hope you enjoy this podcast episode and come give us some shout outs on Instagram. I just hit record again. I'm here with the amazing Shireen Sun. I'm so excited that we are getting to chat today. You folks are hearing us connect for the first time where we got to meet each other kind of on the interwebs, on the Instagram and hit it off about so many uh, girl boss topics and just what's going on in the industry. Somebody that I have been really excited to get to meet and get to know. So thank you so much, Shireen, for being here. What are your pronouns? I wanna make sure I get that right first and foremost. I'm currently using they, them, and she every once in a while. So they, them, she, please. Okay, cool. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm so excited to be here with you, too. Your page has been very helpful. I've been definitely using it to unpack my own experiences, and it's so fun, and I'm so grateful to be here and to be on this podcast. I love this podcast. Yay. Well, thanks for being here and for listening. So I know it can be a bit of a big question, but like, tell us about yourself. I know you have an amazing new book that came out called Radiant Wild Heart. We'll talk about that more later, but I know there's so many pieces to you and factors to you, but tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So my name is Shireen Sun. 
I am an artist. I'm an art educator. I'm also an author. I just, as Eva said, wrote a book that just came out called Radiant Wild Heart. Um, I like to work in lots of different mediums. And prior to the coaching industry, I was doing a lot of community-based work painting murals in communities that had experienced trauma. I've done arts education with all different types of people from all different types of socioeconomic spectrums. So that's really who I've always been as somebody who helps people open up to their creativity. And let's see, I'm queer, non-binary, Muslim American, first generation American, um, melanated, and grew up actually in Las Vegas, Nevada, fun fact. (laughs) And... I think that's everything. Uh, I do have a past experience in, in the coaching world. I was a business coach as well for maybe seven years or so. I still do oh, wow. some brand strategy work. Yeah, I've been um, in the coaching world for quite some time. So I've definitely gotten to experience firsthand everything that you're talking about. And that's why I'm so excited to be here because it's such a deep and important topic. And it's been so healing for me to start to relook at some of these things that I thought were what I actually wanted, but really were not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. Well, I just want to say, I love your creativity and I know that might sound so funny to say, but it just kind of shines through you and is so refreshing to see like even your Instagram page, your website is just like, Ooh, breath of fresh air just makes me feel inspired. Uh, and PS, my mom is an artist and she's taught, Uh, elementary school art in San Francisco for like 40 years or something. So I always grew up. Yeah. I always grew up playing around with stuff and then I kind of like veered away from it and I'm like getting back into my own creativity for sure. So that's so cool. So me and your mom are definitely cut from the same cloth because I was an elementary school art teacher as well. No way. Mm -hmm. How, How long did you do that for? I did. I actually was in schools, maybe like three years or so. And then I started a nonprofit. So, but I had been also in school before I got credentialed and I had been, have been teaching art since I was 18, finding ways to teach art to kids. That's so awesome. Uh, another thing that I appreciate about you is how you're into so many different things. And for me as a neurodivergent person, I don't know. And maybe in the in schooling, in the girl boss industry, you can kind of be like, choose one niche, do one thing, kind of like stay in one lane. And for me, I've just never jived with that. I really want to be able to do different things. And so I just find it really like fun and inspiring to see all the different things that you do that you've done and have that be like a celebration. Yeah. That's been something that I've uh, struggled with my whole life is feeling like I'm a quitter or something like Mm -hmm. I keep starting something and then changing directions, but it's really become a strength because I know all of these shifts that I make are just helping me come into more alignment with what I truly want and who I truly am. I try to make, I'm super neurodivergent as well. So I try to make everything that I do very neurodivergent friendly. Um, My book is also meant to be very neurodivergent friendly. So I'm right there with you. And yeah, I agree. I feel like the the coaching industry has a lot of us trying to fit ourselves into some kind of box. And yeah. for us wild hearts, as I like to call them, that's very difficult to do. Yes. Fit us into a box, into a profitable box. Correct. <laughs> a marketable usually box. A marketable box. Yes. So P.S., where are you in the world now? I'm currently in L.A. 
Oh, in LA. Okay. Not mm -hmm. too far from me. I'm Northern yeah. California, but I try and come to LA. I have a lot of friends there. I have so many oh. friends. I mean like a few besties that I will have to see. hang out and go get coffee or something. Yes. We will film so much content. Girl boss. Oh, I love that. I'll get my hat ready. Ugh, yes. <laughs> my abundance hat. <laughs> Indoor abundance hat. I'm going to start like doubling them up per video, like just kind of <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I love it. So I didn't know that really about you, that you were in business coaching for eight years. I knew that you did, but I didn't know to that extent. So wowee. I've helped a lot of people start businesses and it's been amazing because most of the people that I supported have been artists, queer folks, people of color. So I'm, I'm very grateful to have been able to bring some of the things that I've learned around how to be empowered with your finances, how to mm -hmm. um, create a platform based on your art. So the way that I've always taught business, I've taken the things that I've learned and then I've channeled it through my own lens, my own experiences. Um, and always trying to find the most creative approach that I possibly can. So I view business and building a brand as another art form. So I did not fit in a lot of the time in many of these many coaching spaces. Um, yeah, and I try, I've always tried to bring something that feels like me. And I feel like that's part of the reason why I found myself a lot of times being one of the most successful people in the programs that I was taking was mm -hmm. because I I was always going to bring it back to my creativity and what feels like me. And I think a lot of people in the coaching industry are not taught how to do that. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yes. I'm just thinking on all the programs that I took where you're like, how can I peel away parts of myself to kind of fit in actually, rather than how is this really going to, how will this fit on me? What will this outfit look like on me? Like, absolutely. I just really resonate with that. And my mind is going to how I did that for so long. I think it's a huge issue in the coaching industry is that people are disconnected with themselves and their own self-expression. And what I've seen so much of is basically copying each other. Mm -hmm. This happens so much in the industry where we just like copy everybody else. And now we're finding that a lot of people we were copying are not even ethical or anything that you want to be replicating. So um, I, I believe creativity is the solution for those of you who are out there scrambling in your business, trying to figure out what now I would invite you to go inward and to explore and to express yourself and see what you really truly want to be doing aside from what all these random people have been telling you that you want. Yes, absolutely. Amen snaps to that. I am so curious. So you were doing so much artistic work. You, you know, were an artist or an artist, but when did you get into the coaching? Were you helping artists and like flourishing with your own business stuff? And then it naturally happened where you started kind of doing some business coaching or how did you get into coaching? Yeah. So it started, I was helping out a friend who's actually someone who follows you and is super into your work. Ashley Moon, I think you oh, know yeah. her. She's yeah. so lovely. Yeah. So I, I go way back with her to my, what I like to call my broke activist days. And I was helping her out in her business. We were doing a trade. She's a professional organizer. I was doing some kind of like virtual assisting meets like strategy kind of stuff for her business around like systems and things like that. 
Um, and she came to me in house one day to work on our trade, which was, she was organizing me. I was working on her business and she's like, Shereen, I'm taking myself seriously. I went to this event this weekend and I decided now's the time I'm going to, I'm going to go for real in my business. And I hired a business coach and I was like, what is a business coach? And so I kind of following her lead. I'm somebody who's, if I feel something is right, I'm just going to go for it. I did not have the funds to do it at the time. I put it on a credit card, but I went and I talked to the exact same person who is very well known. I would say in like the old school, kind of like, dare I say bro marketing, although she's a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went and hired her and joined her program. And me and Ashley both did that program. And I just excelled in it. Um, Some of the things that she were teaching while they were Now I see that they were problematic. It also drew upon some of my strengths, like being social, um, interviewing people. She taught me, um, basically the program was about how to get your first client. So when I first got into coaching, I said on this enrollment call, I was like, okay, well, I right now I'm teaching art to kids and stuff, and I'm not making any money whatsoever doing this. Do you think that I could start a business where I'm like teaching art to adults? And the lady on the phone was like, yes, absolutely. You know, think of this person. She makes seven figures and this Mm. person makes seven figures and they're all artists. Like, okay, here's my credit card. So I joined this program um, and it it did start out as me wanting to share creative coaching, just creativity. But I was having a really hard time feeling confident in that because I had my own confidence issues. So I did what I, what I'm good at. I have a very logical side. It's like, okay, let's launch your creative project. What's your creative dream? Let me help you project manage it. And then eventually as my business started growing, I would teach the things that I had gotten good at. So, okay, now I know a little bit about marketing. Let me, let me weave that in. And next thing you know, also with the advising of these coaches that I had hired, they told me they, I remember at one point, this lady looked me in the eye and she was very persuasive, of course looked me in the eye and she said, Shireen, you're here to help creative people learn how to make lots of money, like how to change their relationship with money. That's what you're here for. And I know it. And I was like, I was just waiting for someone to help me make this business work. I was like, okay, if you say that that's what's going to finally work, then I'm going to do it. And of course it did. And there, there were lots of things about that that were very aligned for me. What was not aligned were lot of the sales tactics, some of the marketing tactics, high pressure sales. Mm-hmm. Um, those were things that I was taught. And I tried to do my best to kind of like take out what is the old white people shit and what is something that would work for me. But it still gets in there because I was at the same time a broke activist who just wanted to make things work. Mm-hmm. Wow. That must have been quite... <laughs> Powerful, potent, interesting. (laughs) Someone be like, this is what you are meant to do is help Mm -hmm. them make money and in turn, make yourself a lot of money. I remember another conversation with an even bigger coach. This is that coach's coach, huge, well-known old school coach who I was at a retreat with. I was working with a creative person who also brought this person in because they're friends. Um, We're at this retreat and she looks at me and she goes, Shereen, you annoy me. I was like, why? She's like, because when you come in here, you act all like insecure and stuff. But when I see you talking to your friends, you're so 
like expressed and I just see a completely different person. And I think that you're playing small. And I was like, why? She's like, because of course you want to make a million dollars. Otherwise, why would you be in these spaces? Why would you be hiring these people if you didn't want to make a million dollars? Of course, that's what you want. I heard that from her. I heard that from from many other coaches too, and not just the ones who who lead with money, also people who claim to lead with values that kept looking at me and telling me that that's Mm. what I wanted. Clearly, I wanted that. Now, I'm someone who has a lot of trauma. I'm someone who is queer in this world and not a lot of connection to my family. So I'm I'm, I hire these people for advice and they're, te- they're giving me advice. And so I'm trusting that they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and following their lead and not checking in with myself enough about what I, what I actually wanted, which anyone who's ever had any conversation with me will tell you what I want is to make art. Mm-hmm. It's not to be a online business empire, whatever, like that's mm-hmm. not me. And a It was one of the final coaches that I hired, um, helped me bring on, like things just really took off without me, multiple six figures, blah, 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 blah. I couldn't manage it. Now I have a whole team to manage, which is not something that I really wanted to do either, but I thought that I had to. Why? Because they're telling me, oh, Shereen, just buy back your time. You just buy back your time. Mm. Keep hiring people. That, That was the advice that I got. So I ended up bringing on part-time employees. And as soon as I did it, I was like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate this. And I started that. And then I started finding your content as well and started just making lots of changes, letting things go and letting it all die. So I can create wow. what I actually wanted to create. Wow. Holy dang. You have such <laughs> a, so many experiences and so many stories. And I know because we've gotten to message with, with each other kind of how deep you've been in the industry. And I know it can be tricky just for everyone listening to like looking back, it's not like all of it was bad or that like, even when I think for myself, it's not like everything I did was wrong. It's some parts feel like, and maybe you relate like a season is over. Like this just isn't for me anymore. And some really feels like a wake up call that I this is not a match for me. It feels ick. It feels wrong. Um, some is a wake up call to like the manipulation and like trauma bonding, power tripping stuff. Some of these people do. And some of it's like, it was great for a time and it's just not what I'm going to be doing anymore. So there's so many like mixtures to it when we talk about like looking back, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, what it has been is like, okay, yes, I am strategic and logical and like I can be a business coach and I can be a pretty good business coach but it's is that what my heart really wants to do is that who I really am or am I just trying to fit myself into this box because I think it's going to make money Mm -hmm. so what I had to get to was that I'm gonna do so much better things when I'm doing what I'm really meant to do because I'm not going to feel like I'm pushing a boulder up a hill For example, if I didn't have this business and this platform, I would not have been able to get a book deal and publish this book with Hay House. Mm -hmm. And this book, because it's a work of art, this was also a big reason why I had to change everything because I wrote my story and I got to really look at who I really am. I wrote and wrote, wrote hundreds of pages. And by the end of it, there were a lot of things that needed to change, including my relationship with my family of origin, my relationship Mm -hmm. to my business, all these different places where what had really been playing out was a trauma response, a trauma response to capitalism, mm-hmm. to wanting to be a successful 
person that's also creative and kind of proves something most notably to my parents. Um, so these were all part of the reasons why I was just running myself to the ground to continue to scale, scale, scale this business. Also just because I could, and that's what I was being advised to, like, if you want to make more money or if who doesn't want to make more money, right? Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. keep scaling. Um, took me a while to find the person who was like, okay, what do you really, truly want? Do you really want to be managing all these people? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to be marketing this way? Do you, what is going to support you making your art? Yeah. Wow. And I really relate that something that when I started going to therapy, one of the first things she had me do was look at my values. And I know that sounds so simple, but for reals, my values were like justice, um, peace and quiet, like freedom, time to myself. And so when I looked at I'm managing VAs. I'm on a million calls a day. There was just stuff that I was like gunning for, like, you know, making this certain amount of money that I was like, this is not me. I'm not going to be happy. And actually when I'm trying to have that success that way, I'm, I am holding myself back because I don't want that. I don't want to be doing those things that I was told I should want to be doing, if that makes sense. So yeah, it really, really, really makes sense. You know, it's a phrase that I love that you say that I, I say to myself often, just normal ass business, normal ass business. Yes. <laughs> it does not have to be whatever this is. It can just be, it can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad to, I'm glad to know that that like makes sense and like resonates. I'm like normal ass business, just, you know, like someone selling an apple at the market, not like this apple is going to purify your yoni and make you step into <laughs> quantum and just like, what is everybody talking about? Like, no. And when you yeah, buy so, the apple, you're going to step into abundance. Like, no. In my reinvention period, as I'm trying to decolonize my brain from the coaching industry, I've been looking to like, yeah, normal people with businesses, artists that are in my community, people who are finding other ways to share their work and to create an income from it, which there's plenty of people who have no idea what the the coaching industry is. Mm -hmm. So I've been looking outside to see like, okay, if I was not in this box, what would I create? Yeah. I mean, like, it's also funny when you say a lot of people don't know about the coaching industry. Cause for those of us who have been in so deep, it's like, what, you don't know this person? Like, I mean, hello, everyone's like, that was their first coach or their first program. It's just really wild. And it's also so grounding when you speak to people who have no idea about the coaching industry, because you're like, Oh, uh, it's just something like, you know, grounding for me of like, this is not, this is not something everybody knows about. So it's definitely a bubble. It's gotten more diverse, which on some level is a good thing because it is important for, um, people who are BIPOC and queer to be empowered in their businesses. Yay. Mm -hmm. Um, But really there's a reason why it has been so homogenous and why there has not been a lot of diversity. And if you go outside to like communities of color, queer communities as well, they're not going to have any idea for the most Mm -hmm. part what we're even talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is very insular. It is very bubble. It is in a lot of ways meant for privileged folks and 
doesn't always speak to more diverse communities. Now it's starting to, but of course there's a lot of ways that that can also be predatory if you're not careful as well. Yes. You mentioned so many good things and I could get into that for a million years and it's something so important to me. One of the things that I see is how much white saviorism there is in coaching, in white lady coaching. The idea to think like, I have the answers answers for someone. I am here to help them. I'm going to heal their life and share my gifts. And it's like, first of all, maybe nobody asked you. Um, second of all, why do you think you have the answers and then you'll go into someone's life or someone's community and like change them? It's so gross, especially when people are doing like not actual coaching in my mind where, you know, coaching, like you're letting the client lead, you're helping them find the answers. You're not coming with this guru kind of energy, but there's so much wrong. And especially when you talk about uh, like diversity and inclusion and supporting BIPOC and queer people. And then I just think of so much white saviorism where I feel like people are going in there and messing people up for their own good feelings like they're a savior it's it's dark um there yeah i mean what you shared is totally on point to add some more layers and then you add the marketing tactics where you're kind of meant to break people down and market to their pain points and then offer them this mystical solution and then yeah you're some of them are very performative many people are very performative wanting to act like they're businesses are inclusive, but really they're not. And mm-hmm. not only are they not, but the the facilitator has literally no clue what they're doing. And now they have a, a person of color in the room who's trusting them and who's paying them a lot of money and they can cause real harm. And I've seen it happen over and over. I've talked to lots of people who it's happened to. It's probably happened to me on some level in many different ways. And I just could stand to unpack it more. Um, so yeah, it, it can be pretty bad. I guess what I would say is that it's not enough to just like put a brown person on your marketing and mm-hmm. think that you're doing something. It's not enough. I had one person who was like, I'm only hiring a person of color for this position. Okay, that's not necessarily enough unless yeah. you're hiring them to actually be like a DEI consultant in your business. You need to go and do the work. I personally have invested in different programs to help me unpack my identities, to help me be a better facilitator to different types of people, um, to accommodate neurodivergence. Like these are all things that I care about as someone who is a teacher. And if that's the role that you're going to take, or you want to perform that you're inclusive, you need to do some of that work to back it up. Because the things that I have heard are just absolutely horrific of coaches who think that they're they're being helpful or think that they're doing some kind of something and are actually just (laughs) whiling out and taking no accountability whatsoever. Yes. (laughs) Whiling out and taking no accountability and thinking it's their spiritual um, path and that they're like really onto something. They're so aligned by messing people up and trying to make a ton of money. So, yeah. And it's interesting, like for me as a white lady, one of the, one of the things that I want to try and do is kind of like do more work to educate other white ladies. And I'm, I'm learning myself and like, no way am I like, here, let me tell you. But I find that I feel that I should be stepping up and speaking up more about it and trying to help some of these ding dongs from doing more damage or harm 
because right like I I mean I should and so sometimes there's a lot of posts that I make where people are upset or I'm like please like white ladies stop with the light language and like it's just what are you doing and I'm okay with that and it's part of what I'm working on and something I want to step into more but anyways yeah I love that because honestly I I talk about whiteness and I don't have a problem talking about whiteness and that's how I speak with my friends but in some areas especially in the coaching space and in the new age space, it can be very scary to be a person of color talking about whiteness because what happens is you get mm-hmm. silenced one way or the other. So I totally resonate with what you're saying. And I think it's important work that you're uh, doing some of that educating. So people with marginalized identities don't have to. Yeah. Well, so much to get into there, but I'm super curious if I can like circle back. When did you start to wake up to some of these things? Or I think you also mentioned that you started to kind of walk away from it or even burn it down. How long ago was that? Hmm. This is a tricky question because I feel like it's constantly been happening. Um, maybe around 2019, 2020, I really started going deeper into my own personal decolonization work. So that was the start of it, but I was still didn't see what kind of, what kind of business could exist outside of the coaching industry for me. So constantly doing this work, trying to figure out how can I make it more creative? How can I even like diversify my own business, which was a painful realization for me that I was not at that time. I, my programs were not as diverse as I would have liked them to be. Meaning that I myself was like replicating these systems of whiteness and not even realizing it if people weren't showing up. So I had to do a, a lot of work to unpack that, to start to shift my messaging, to start to create a space that was more inclusive, more representative with people that I actually want to be working with. In my business journey, I've always been in a process of just like listening to myself, listening to what's coming through. I've evolved my business so much over the years. I feel like as I started to learn more about money and learn more about things like profit margins, for example, which I find it so interesting that having spent so much money on business coaching, nobody, business coaching in air quotes, nobody ever sat down and talked to me about something like a profit margin Mm -hmm. and what was actually a healthy amount to be spending in my business. So as I started learning more about this, I had made these investments that were just increasingly more and more disappointing. And I kept finding this other people and I'd be like, Hey, this is the one who's going to help me. Mm. And it would just not be as good as what the marketing promised ever. And the final straw that broke the camel's back, I was like, okay, this is too stressful. I'm like way too in my quote unquote masculine, which I don't really like to gender stuff like that, but too action oriented. I'm exhausted. I need to like be in my uh, sensual energy, whatever. So hired some of the lovely late boss babes that we all know and love, including the top boss babe herself. And at that point I was just like, how much am I paying for this? Like, what am I doing? I was literally my neuro neurodivergent self would fall asleep every single live stream. And I was like, (laughs) how much am I paying for this? (laughs) So Yeah, from there, I started finding you and all the other platforms, the Reddit, and had had a lot of eye-opening experiences first with some of the um, marketing tactics that I had learned, but then also just my own experiences as a queer person of color in this world, 
being taken advantage of it felt like being taken advantage of and ripped off on some level so it was just a lot to unpack and yeah I went on I went on my journey of asking for a refund here or there and cleaning things up and then slowly I started to shut down my mastermind because I was like well I still do some brand strategy and consulting from like my creative lens I just felt like I needed to give myself a break from being in other people's businesses while I figure Mm -hmm. out what I even want mine to look like and to just focus all of that inward on my own creative business. So that's pretty much where I'm at. And then my book came out and I'm finding myself stepping into different ways to create income. That's not necessarily what we've all been taught. We're supposed to do one-on-ones or group coaching. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still see the power of those things, but I'm just interested in seeing what I can create outside of this little bubble. Wow. So you spent a lot of time and a lot of money up in there. And that was exactly the same path that I took, by the way, of, again, leaving out the the genderness of the marketing, but people understand what we're saying when we say like bro marketing uh, or masculine versus getting into the feminine. I was in the bro marketing of like systems and funnels and like go, go, go action. And then I was like, oh my gosh, let me just be free. Let me just relax. Let me just flow. And wanting to be more like intuitive and creative. So then I went down the sensual girl boss, um, the top of the pyramid ones that were, you know, we see. And then that was my like real awakening of like, how am I, like you said, how am I paying money for this? Like, what am I doing? Like, wait a minute. So I just really relate. And I think that's a path a lot of people take is going too much systems, quote, bro, and then trying to go more feminine. And then it just went off the rails. Yeah, I really had to um, sit with myself in some of these purchases that I made and be like, did you really like I'm a I'm a teacher through and through. I have graduate degrees in it. I have um, all sorts of things to back up the work that I do as a teacher and as a facilitator. And I got into some of these programs and I was just like, did you really just put this person so <laughs> and their skill set so high above you? This like mm. white person who has no skills in what they're talking about. Like, then I need to sit with myself and look in the mirror of why I kept doing that. Yes, that is, ooh, that one hit me. Like, okay, (laughs) I have graduate degrees, facilitation, education, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm paying thousands to watch a Facebook Live that I'm falling asleep to. And wait, like, wait a minute, you know? No structure, no curriculum, no objectives, not even a a platform, like, Mm -hmm. just just no substance, no substance. And I'm all about depth and substance. Yeah. And I think it's something we've been like brainwashed into like, no, you're not supposed to have substance. You're not supposed to have structure. Like that's just something that, you know, people who don't get it need. It's like, no, like I'm in a program now, like an advanced, it's a whole long story, but an advanced coaching practicum thing so that I can sit for a national board certification. And I can't tell you how detailed it is. Like, checklists and program outlines and slides and this week we're talking about this and this is the guideline and the outline it's been the first thing that i've gotten back into as far as taking a program or a course or especially talking about any kind of coaching and it's so grounding to see how well done it is so 
Anyways, I went on a rant about that one, but I had no idea you spent so much money. And I know that's not something <laughs> that you're alone in. Oh, no, you have no idea. You have no idea. That's a lot of money. I was able to make a lot of money, but I turned around and spent it all for the most part on coaches mm -hmm. because they were telling me that that was what I don't know. It was just terrible business advice. These are quote unquote business coaches peddling out the worst financial and business advice ever. It's true. And I trusted them. I trusted them. And that was my bad. It's true. I mean, and it's everyone's bad. And I, it was my bad too. And to think I was never taught savings. Don't you think it's abundant to have savings? Eva. Wow. All these business coaches. Why wouldn't someone have taught me that? Or saving for taxes. You know how many people mm -hmm. message me being like, um, I owed a huge ass bill to the IRS, even though I was making so much money. The list could go on and on, but it, they do not teach grounded financial practices at all. And it's really nuts. Yeah, I had a, I had a, like a healer that I was seeing who was like, she was giving me some very basic business advice around like taxes, I think is what it was. She was like, how much have you spent on business coaching and nobody has told you this? on business coaching. So the reason why they don't tell you is because it's not actually about business. It's mm -hmm. about them getting you to join their program. It's about you paying their bills. They need your 20, 30, 60,000 for their own business expenses. And everything in their marketing is not about serving you. For the most part, it's about getting you to pay them. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm like outside of that, I can really spot that everywhere. Even in coaches who say that Sometimes with coaches who, who say that they're, you know, it's kind of trendy now to be values aligned, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you really got to look out for the marketing and is it designed to just program you to invest? Here's some things to look out for. Um, rags to riches stories, of course, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people telling you that they didn't know how they were going to do it. They just did it and it worked out for them even though everybody told them it was a bad choice, they did it. A lot of these things were things that were true in my case, but just because it happened for one person doesn't mean it's going to happen for everybody. So you just got to be careful of, is the marketing making you, or is the marketing, is it something you really truly want or need to learn to develop your practice? I know a lot of people who follow me love to be students and so do I, or is it making you feel bad about yourself and you feel like you need it in order mm -hmm. to be good at what you do or something? So I think the, the come from tends to be different. But yeah, I just noticed so much of the marketing. People are just saying the same things about essentially investing, but it's really just paying them thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's not about you. It's about you giving them a bunch of money. Ooh, I have chills on that one. Like it makes me feel like it's like you said, it's not about you, but it's about giving them a ton of money and also about like control. I felt like they were controlling me and I needed to also be like the good, the good girl or like the successful girl or like keep at it. Like I didn't want to lose their approval and mm -hmm. mind you, I don't even know what their approval through Facebook live. Like, what am I even talking about? I don't know. Right. It's, it's not their approval through like a coaching program with 25 other people on a zoom. And I find um, it so interesting that so many 
of the most expensive programs. I'm talking the like 100K offers, which is a real thing that people do. And for a while, it was all the rage to be posting mm-hmm. about your 100K offer. Now people have finally stopped doing that, which is great. Um, but the more expensive it is, the, the less they're trying to give you. Mm-hmm. So the more money you spend, they're just like giving you truly the bare minimum. They don't care about you. They don't care about your business. They don't care about your finances. They don't care about you. Yeah. They're just trying to get your money. So that's for the most part, I'm not saying everybody there's, this is not the case for everybody, but for people who are just following this cookie cutter coaching model, a lot of times that's what's going on. So you really got to look deeper beyond the tactics. Is there any substance? Is there a skill set? Is there a like a clear defined uh, educational goal or like specific goal that you guys are working towards actually getting to not mm-hmm. just expansion or like general abundance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would tell people to like get out of their marketing field and sit with yourself and really go inward mm. nothing is going to be the panacea that's going to help you. I did this so many times thinking this is going to be the thing that's going to finally make it better. You really just got to go inwards and figure out what it is that you want and really try and disconnect from all of these voices telling you what you're supposed to want. And that is true in the coaching industry. That's true in a lot of different areas in life Mm -hmm. that you got to quiet the noise and figure out what is true for you. Mm -hmm. So you were deep up in it. You spent so much money. You have a wonderful past and uh, current circumstance of doing so much art, being an artist, being an art historian, having degrees and all of these kinds of things. You have this new book that came out. So have you always been working on the book like for a long time or was that something new? I've been working on the book for about four years. I got a book deal in 2020, 2019. And I was a part of the uh, writing contest, a Hay House writing contest for BIPOC authors. And so me and my friend won that contest and we got book deals out of it. And now I'm entering into my journey in publishing, which is super fun. And I love, I love creating products. I love being creative. I loved writing this book. I like making art. So this feels like such a better fit for me. Um, So yeah, the future is bright and I'm exploring all different kinds of ways that I can stay true to myself. I don't think that it means like for those of you who are in a similar position as me, where you're just like unpacking everything and you're like, can I even have a business? Yeah, you totally still can. If you want that, if you decide that this is really how you want to share your gifts, but maybe you decide that that's not what you want. And there's other, other ways that you can also share your gifts and it doesn't have to look this one way. So like I said, I'm having fun just exploring what else is out there finally shut down my program that I've been running for seven years. And now I feel like I have this blank canvas in front of me where I get to do what I truly want to be doing. So um, yeah, just really trusting in that what I want to be doing is what I'm meant to be doing. And I don't need to go and be a business coach Mm -hmm. to be, to survive in this world, which is how I felt before that I needed to just make sure that I could survive. And to me, money in this cap. The other thing about this is on top of this all, we're all living under capitalism. So there's like a real survival instinct. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a part of that. And when people are promising you lots of money, it's so easy. It's like the oldest gimmick in the book. So totally. 
Totally. Just teaching us all to like scramble to get ahead and get on top of the other one and get your own empire going. And it's just, uh, they are like speaking to our pain points and our fear of what it is actually like living in capitalism and then telling us that they have the secret to apparently like getting out of it. It's, it's really wild, but exactly. Capitalism is such a huge, huge one to get into and how, they are harping on or like speaking to our our fears and our like need for security and safety um, belonging yes yes i actually just did a really great episode all about trauma with um melissa lapidez and we talked a lot about this how they're literally oh, cool. just kind of like speaking to those points and how messed up it is but yeah it's uh, pretty messed up when you think about it it kind of gives colonizer behaviors because they're just um what's the word glorifying wealth they're worshiping money yeah. and capitalism and saying we're up here don't you want to be up here with us too yeah so so, so juicy up here it's insidious my my thoughts on that are just don't be a colonizer yeah everything will be fine that'll be a really big one for a lot of a lot of people to unpack but i think especially white lady coaches to unpack is how are you being a colonizer in your life in general, but especially in your business? And especially when you've been told that you are helping and healing and saving, and this is your life's purpose. When are there things to look at that it could be actually quite the opposite? At least that was my experience. Not all of it, not all of it, but definitely there was pieces of that that I needed to look at and take the F off of me. For sure. One of the, my friend who I won this um, writing contest with, her name is Asha Frost. She's an indigenous medicine woman. And we're always looking around at all of this uh, new age spirituality, even me as an Asian American. So many of these products and books that are being sold back to us are written by white folks. And so I just think for for those of you who do find yourself maybe like picking and choosing from other cultures to create your spirituality going to feel so much better for you to just again let that come from you and pay respect where respect is due honor the cultures and traditions that you're pulling from name them and most importantly we're we're rolling into number one is AAPI month right now mm-hmm. and then next month is pride month so pass the mic y'all bring mm-hmm. people in pay them and help have them share and teach these things for you and that's a win-win for everybody and it's going to feel a lot better for you too yeah that's awesome yes today this is may 1st as we're recording this i think is the beginning of the aapi month um so yay as people yay i'm available for hire if you need someone be available (laughs) um but tell me more about your book i'm not super familiar with it so it took you a while it was a labor of love something you've been working on for a while and like tell me more about it yeah Okay, so it's here. I'm holding it up. People who are listening can't see it, but I'm going to flip through it forever. And you'll see it's just absolutely filled with art and colors. And it it in itself is a work of art. I'm going to find beautiful. one more page. Just beautiful. Um, Did you create those visuals or is it from different artists? This is from, there's two different artists that... I was able to choose and then Hay House brought them in. So one of them is Alexis Rakin, who's one of my favorite artists. 
who for this project got to commission some beautiful artwork, which is like wow. the dreamiest thing ever, as well as my friend Jesse, who's also amazing, who put characters to what I to our inner critics, which are what I call your inner overprotectors. So this book is called Radiant Wild Heart, a guide to awaken your inner artist and live your creative mission. Ooh. So yay. <laughs> so for those of you who need to get connected to your creativity, need to get connected to what you are truly here to do, who you truly are. That's what I believe your creative mission is. Since all of this has gone down, I've started replacing the word business with creative mission and it feels so much mm. better because we all have a creative mission. We all have an, a reason for being here. And I believe that that's what so many of us are searching for. And that's why so many of us got into the coaching industry in the first place. So this book is going to really walk you through all sorts of different practices, exercises for you to tap into your creativity, whether you think you're creative or an artist or not, and then use that to figure out what is your creative mission in the world and how can you first create for yourself and to heal yourself and to get to know yourself and to self-actualize. And then from there, because we all are needed on this planet right now, we all have a unique piece to bring from there to help you figure out what that is and share it, whether it's could be a business, could be a passion project, could be like a community that you want to support, could be a conversation with a certain type of person. We don't know exactly what your creative mission is, but this book is going to help you find out what it is for you, not for anybody else. Mm, I really love that. I'm so excited to check it out. I, like I said, I'm working on having more creativity in my life. And when you were talking about like different um, tools or just little things to explore or maybe like a journal prompt or something, that sounds really nice and inspiring. And oh my God, I really had chills when you mentioned instead of business, looking at, how, how, you know, what is my creative path? Did you say creative path? Creative mission. Creative mission. Because for so long, moving out of that business mindset of, what is profitable or what would work or like what is a market fit to what is the creative mission it just sounds so lovely and it takes any kind of like pressure off of it when when i hear that and i think the whole world is just wanting us to do that like stop with your crap about what's going to be profitable or marketable and just make something or express or like cook a dish or get some paints like please exactly exactly so i really try and um blow open the definition of what art and creativity is because I think every single thing that we do every single moment we have the opportunity to make a creative choice that's going to bring us closer to who we really are or further away mm. so when you can start to look at it that way it can be very powerful not in the like spiritual bypassy kind of way but to know that you can create the world as you wish to see it if you want to see a more inclusive world if you want if there's certain like issues in the world that you are feel so passionately about you can create things that can help any different area in the world. So I think for me, the, the big piece is, okay, I mean, there's two. Part of it is creativity is so healing. I like to work with the therapeutic arts. I use it to heal my trauma. I believe that it can help us heal so much. So that's for you. That's not for anybody else. Nobody has to see that. That's just mm. for you to let your creativity flow. And then the next step to that is to actually be seen and to share and to take it out and to put it into service because we need that in this planet. We need everybody to step up and to be helping create a more inclusive, safer, 
aligned creative world. Mm. I'm curious, like what, what do you hope to step into next or what do you think your life will look like moving forward? What are some of the things that you're hoping to do or have more of as you step away from the kind of coaching world as you've done, you've moved into your book and other work. What do you see yourself stepping into or want to move into? Mm, I love this question. So a few things I've been feeling. Firstly, I want to create more. I want to make more books. I want to make a card deck. I want to make all sorts of things that I want to publish and share with the world. So more products from me that are published. Um, I want, I have music that I'm working on. So that's super exciting. I'm working on my musical project and expressing myself through music. I really want to bring myself closer to this artist's life and really create a life that supports me to write and paint and share my creations and lead with my heart and the love I have for creativity and how it can help people. And just share that as a gift with as many people as I can. And I no longer am going to put money as the first priority. And I'm going to trust that if I continue to share and to reach people that I'm going to be supported the way that I need to. So that's what I'm up to. I'm just trying to get this work out into as many people as possible. That's so good. Well, thank you for doing that work and for inspiring me. And I know this conversation will be so helpful to many people listening who are maybe it's been a couple years since they were in the girl boss industry maybe it's like today and they're listening to this for the first time i just feel like people can relate to what you said and also be inspired by what you said and then also have a bit of a wake-up call um or an invitation for maybe especially the white lady coaches or anyone who might want to look at what they're really doing, uh, myself included. So I'm really excited that we could chat today. It's been so lovely to connect with you. I'm very excited to read your book. Um, do you have any like final like tidbits or words to leave the people with um, at the end of our conversation here today? My last tidbit is to go inwards and to trust yourself and to give yourself the time and the space to do that and that your creativity is a solution. So if you're scrambling, you're like, what the heck am I going to do now? I would invite you to take that time, make some art about it. And you already know what you want to do and you just need to trust yourself. Mm, I like that. That's really good. And it's the opposite of like, you need to hire a coach and I'll give you all the answers and the opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you these days? And do you have a website and Instagrams? Do you have things going on? Yeah. Okay. So you should definitely follow me over on Instagram, TikTok, at Radiant Wild Heart. Radiant Wild Heart. If you're ever spelling it out, Wild Heart is always one word, but in a handle, it doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know. Um, so Radiant Wild Heart. Website is also Radiant Wild Heart. It's all going to be under Radiant Wild Heart. The book is called Radiant Wild Heart. Definitely recommend go and get that. You can buy it. Wherever you buy your books, just search the name and you'll be able to find it. And 
I'm trying to think what else. I do have all sorts of cool stuff coming up. I'm going to start doing some one-off workshops about various topics that I'm excited about. So if you follow me, you can stick around. I'm definitely going to be offering more creative retreats and things like that in person and virtual. So it would be awesome to have you join for something like that. If you just need some creative space to figure out what the heck you want to do next, that's what I'm here for. So yeah, reach out. And I, my door is open. If you want to chat about any of these topics, I'm here to, I'm here for it. And I'm really excited about the work you've been doing and the impact is so obvious and so clear. And it's just so cool to have been following along with this movement from the beginning. Well, wow. Thank you. I mean, right back at you. And it's funny, actually, I'm realizing as we're having this conversation that I made this account as like a creative outlet to me, like a ranting outlet, but I was just like, let me put a hat on and make some jokes. And, you know, it was not like, I went to acting school a million years ago. I was just like, let me just do this. I don't care if anyone sees it. And just kind of realizing that the account came about from more of like a creative place and a place of like saying what I really wanted to. So that's kind of fun and cool, but Thank you for it's giving creative mission vibes that that's one of your creative <laughs> missions. And so without needing to follow all these tactics and hire a bunch of people, it just took off the way it's meant to because of the place you're coming from. Yes, it is my creative mission to wear an indoor abundance hat and <laughs> um, do some weird stuff. Yeah. Um, for reals, I, I am very appreciative of like, you've been in the industry so deep and you've had such You've had so many experiences and I'm very grateful for you for speaking up and sharing your experiences and your story because not everybody does. So I just really want to, uh, you know, commend you for that. And I really, really appreciate it. So thank you for being here with me today. I hope we can get to chat and connect more and I'm inspired to get more back into my creativity and I'll let you know what I get up to. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. As you were saying that, I'm like, I said something. Yay. You Finally. said something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Funny. so glad to have this conversation. Thank you for having me. Thanks everybody for listening and can't, can't wait to see what you create next. Yeah. Yeah. So good. All right, mm -hmm. everyone. We'll have a good day and thank you for listening and bye. bye. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to head over to the Instagram at why don't you say something and share your thoughts and feelings and opinions over on a post there. Um, please be mindful and know that my DMs are pretty much overwhelmed and kind of closed. If you do need to reach me or have some feedback for me, please email me eva at evacollins.com. All right. Thanks. Bye.